And we are live. Sam. Hello, hello. Welcome. How are you doing? Glad to be on the show. This is the first time I've ever been on your stream. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about that. We've had like so many different conversations and like your chat and you've been in my chat, but this is the first time we're having like a real conversation. And it's uh, it's it, 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 it's been a process to get here. It feels like we've been sort of trying to do this for a while. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, so uh, I actually don't know if you know, remember this or not, but I actually met you in person back in 2019 in Toronto. Do you remember that at all? I think I do. That was a that was a crazy event. There are a lot of people there. There was a lot of people. I do there. think I remember. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say I, I I was telling people on my stream yesterday that uh, if uh, you did not remember that, then uh, I was gonna call you to task and say we we met. <laughs> but uh, you there passed. were a lot of people at that event. There was, yeah, yeah. Marcel actually, uh, who was the first guest on this podcast, he's the one who organized it, and he does a really good job at that. But uh, but yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to you, man. I'm I'm really glad that we finally made this happen, and uh, I'm excited to. To chat with you about uh, all the things you had uh, an interesting post go out this week, and uh, you have an interesting kind of history in terms of uh, of of what you used to do. Um, but uh, let me let me before we get into that, let me do the housekeeping stuff of saying welcome everybody to the Into the Stream Reverse podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you follow the podcast. Uh, if you're watching this live, because we do record these live either on Twitch or on YouTube, uh, make sure you follow both if you're not already. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah. Uh, and if you wanted to watch these VODs, because the VODs only go to Patreon. So, you know, that's if you missed it live and you want to see the VODs, you want to see the beautiful face of uh, DJ Fluffkins here, uh, make sure you, you subscribe on Patreon. I kind of plugged the show ahead of time, right? In my tweet. Or in, yeah. in my response to your tweet. Yeah, of course. I was like, you want to hear the secrets? I'm coming out of the stream. True, you did. That's you right, come you Come to did. Patreon. Oh, I should have retweeted that. That should have been the retweet that I made. Oh, no. What a mistake on my part. <laughs> uh, so for anybody who does not know, Sam, you used to work at Twitch, yeah? Did. For... I did. I, I'm actually wearing one of the super limited edition subs t-shirts. Er, sub? Wait, what? You can't get any. What? Why is that a limit? Like, what was that for? I mean, it was made by the subs team for the subs team, and oh. the subs team doesn't exist anymore. Oh. Uh, they they call it something else. They've been reorged, so they're not going to print another run got of these it. subs hoodies. Got it. Got it. So, so is that the the team that you then worked in when you were with Twitch? So I started in the subs team. Okay. Um, I started on the subs team. I worked on the subs team for a little bit over a year, and then I switched over to the creator experience team. Okay. All right. And and uh what was the difference between subs and 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 creator team? Like what is that how is that different? In the in the, is one I just mean, monetization or <laughs> one cares about whether streamers make money. Okay. Okay. One doesn't. No, I I, I can't, <laughs> but I mean it I joke about it, but <laughs> it's probably closer to the truth than I would want it to be. Sure. Um and and I think that's true of a lot of teams at Twitch. I, you know, it's a thing. Yeah, thing. of course. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. It, I I imagine it's kind of true for a lot of businesses in that there's going to be different teams that obviously have a different vested interest in 
you know the the the, the you know one is going to be more interested in seeing the creator flourish one's going to be more interested in trying to maximize ads like i think that's probably standard for a lot of places but uh it's interesting to hear that you came from subs which is monetization to creator experience which is which is definitely not monetizing well i mean maybe it is monetization I mean, I, I would argue that it should be, right? I would argue that everything at Twitch really comes down to the creator and their ability to survive and monetize on the platform. So I, I would think that every team would have a vested interest in making that ecosystem work. And I think the reality, to your point, right? I think most good businesses, you know, will have teams that have competing interests. Mm -hmm. And those competing interests should fight over, you know, like what they think is best. Right. And then you should have a leadership team that adjudicates the fights in such a way that the business self succeeds as a subs team member. I should care a lot about people buying subs, people gifting subs, all of that to the detriment of every single thing else. Sure. On the platform. <laughs> and then another team should care about moderation to the detriment of anything else on the platform. And you should have a strong leadership team that says, okay, sometimes subs needs to win. Sometimes moderation needs to win. Sometimes viewers need to win. And, you know, to be honest, I like I my experience at Twitch, like I wish there was more of that. I think mm. it was a lot of like, oh, well, I don't really understand what you do, but I own this thing. So I'm going to focus on making this thing better. And when you think about subs, you know, it's either everything on the platform or it's nothing on the platform. Right. It's everything in the sense that this is how creators make money. Right. It's nothing in the sense that the platform doesn't exist. No one's making money on it. So it was it was a. You know, it was a hard time. I, I joke about how, like, when I first joined Twitch, there was a very clear, like, mission about, like, being creator first and, and putting everything ahead of everything else. And I, you know, I had not been on Twitch that long before then. I streamed before coming to Twitch, but okay. I, I wasn't successful. I didn't make money. It was pre-affiliate program. Okay. And I never really got the creator first ethos, right? I thought... No, there has to be a balance. You can't just put streamers ahead of everything else. You have to balance it out. And like right around the time, like I figured it out and I was like, oh, it actually makes perfect sense to say that creators should be first above everything else. Twitch was like, oh, community first. Mm. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> um, I figured it out and now I've, I've lost it again. But, you know, I, I think those are some of the things that are just really, really hard because I think, you know, if there's one thing Twitch cares about, I'm not going to be as brash to say Twitch doesn't care about things. The biggest thing that Twitch cares about from my experience there is that Twitch is successful. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think that's, you know, when we kind of embrace that ethos, like you maybe understand why some of the decisions get made the way they are, they do. I think like to your point about the tweet earlier, uh, you know, a lot of people like prove it, give me the math, do this. And right. like my reality was like, no, I like I want you to know how it's being thought about, right? I'm not saying it's right. In fact, a lot of people interpret it as like, why are you defending Twitch? I'm not defending Twitch. <laughs> I'm explaining what the situation is. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I want creators to make more money, right? So especially now that I don't work there, you don't work there, of course. Me, but <laughs> but you know, I I've I think I I can't remember if we ever had this conversation, but for the longest time when I was at Twitch, like the conversation I would have when people were like. You like working here. I was just like, honestly, like if you gave me a job offer that had like a better opportunity to help live streamers, like live streaming creators, right. I would take it. Interesting. As of today, I think that that life is at Twitch. Uh, and, you know, 
that was true until it wasn't. So right, right. So so yeah, there's there's, there's a lot of things that, that I actually want to kind of talk about in terms of uh, you joined roughly when twenty. So I joined I joined March of twenty eighteen. Okay, okay, which was probably like a month and a half. Uh, like I think I actually signed my uh, had already signed my like transfer papers over from Amazon. Okay. When Ninja had his like sub blow up. Right. 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 Like I was at a friend's house. He was on the Twitch Prime team at the time. Or, you know what's now Prime Gaming, and he was like, "Oh, did you see this thing? They think it's fake. They think it's all this." <laughs> and you know, of course, we know at the end like those were real subs. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's when I joined. So. Math-wise, it was about like two to three months right after the launch of like regular gifting. Right, right. Okay. So, so then that's what I was going to ask next: is that what 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 was kind of uh, you were at Amazon? What was your kind of like you were in the subs team initially, and you're seeing all of those prime subs? Is that something that you have say control over? So you can kind of like see that happening, or is that a separate team that runs Prime? Or it's it's a separate team that okay. runs Prime. Okay. Uh, in fact, like I. I was shocked once I started working there to find out how big the subs team or how big the prime team was okay. compared to the subs. Interesting. Like the the team that Prime had just for running experiments was bigger than the entire subs team. Wow, okay. Wow, okay. That's interesting. Um, I won't say that that's true now. I don't sure. know and I, I would hypothesize that it's not anymore, but like yeah, it you, there was there was a there was a big scale like which Prime was a really like important thing. So yeah, no, I, I think it still remains somewhat of an important thing. You know, uh, perhaps for different reasons, but uh, maybe that's my conspiracy theory at this point. Uh, so then, when you took it, in terms of like the hierarchy, when you're in the subs team, are you like were you brought in as like leader of subs team, or are you just a grunt working, or you know, wh yeah, where do you so, stand there? Um, for those of you who who know the the history of Twitch a little bit better than I do. Um, I was at a co-PM. Uh, my co-PM was Bobby Scar. Uh, if chat wants to spam some people's champs in chat, <laughs> that's that's his emote. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, to be quite honest, I had not done product management for too long before I joined Twitch. And so one of the motivations for me moving over was like, hey, you know, Twitch has been around for a while. They're successful, or at least they're well known. You know, I'm gonna come over here and I'm gonna I'm gonna learn some stuff, right? Hmm. I'm gonna learn how to do this the right way. Instead of, I was at Amazon Logistics, which was like a very big new business. Twitch was a little bit more established at that time. Okay. And I think, you know, within probably a month or so of joining, like, you know, they realized they were like, oh, we hired you to be the adult in the room. Like, <laughs> you're the one who's supposed to teach us how to do this. Uh oh. <laughs> um, and you know, like. Bobby's been around at the company a long time, and I think, you know, he is a great product person, but I think he, you know, it's, I, I like to, I like to classify Bobby as a glass cannon, right? Like, he's got one thing he can do, and if you point him in that direction and you get him to do it, you're gonna, you're gonna win. Okay. But if you try to get him to do something that he's not, like, programmed to do, uh, you're not gonna succeed. And I think that's, that was the situation that, you know, I came into, and that's why we were so like good together because it was like, Hey, I'll do this stuff. You do that stuff. And then we'll be successful together. And that was, that was the team. Interesting. Okay. And so then how quickly were you, I know you've said this in the past or you've told me this in the past or something that you were kind of like the spearhead of 
gifted subs, right? Like that's like is that is that like your the, the thing that you're most proud of that you launched while you're there? So or? community gifting specifically. So okay. gifted subs existed like right before I joined. Okay. And they had okay. seen pretty big success with it, right? Okay. Um, yeah. And you know, my my actual first product that I launched uh, was affiliate sub badges. Okay. Um, although that was like a bit of a no brainer. That wasn't sure, really yeah. like a oh, I came up with this great brilliant idea. <laughs> um, but you know, the second thing was was community gifting, and I think like the the lore in the background, I think, gets lost to time, and and it's a story like I like to tell. I I actually tell this Please. story whenever new PMs join Twitch because I was like. You guys need to know that some of our most successful products aren't because like everything told us to build this product. So, mm. you know, at the time I joined, we had a lot of data that suggested people were gifting in high volumes. Um, I don't know if you remember what it was like back then, but to send a gift, you you clicked on the subs modal, you like you know searched for someone, okay. and you entered your credit card number in, and you entered your payment info, and you <laughs> enter, and then it ran like. It took a minute, minute and a half between like <laughs> clicking the subs button and gifting a sub. Like they, it was not short. Okay. And we were we'd look at the data and some people were doing it like rapidly. Mm-hmm. It was like clear that they needed like ten tabs open, right? And and they were just trying to do ten at a time. Okay. And so we were like, hey, maybe there's maybe there's a good way to do that, right? And at the time, you know, uh, for those of you who are who gifted a sub by like searching for a username um there was no autofill right or there sorry mm. there was autofill but there was no suggestion it didn't constrain to chat you were searching twitch's database of all users <laughs> and you were typing in there right you didn't know if this was like the was this the right dj Fluffkins? is this the one in the chat or does he have an eye or you know and you just so, do your best guess you know, my, yeah and, and you know, my mindset at the time was like, all right, well, let's make it easier for people to select multiple things. Let's make it easy. You know, let's put the chatter list in there and maybe we can put some like relevant information so people can select multiple people at once. You know, at the time I was really cautious, you know, it was a new team, it was new product. Um, A lot of people told me like, hey, like streamers really get on our case when we do something stupid, right? Like, when we launch something and it's not what they wanted and they thought something else would be better, we'd look really stupid. So I was like, okay, well, this is the no-brainer, right? Multi-select is the no-brainer. Yeah. Let's do this. And, um, you know, Bobby was like, well, no, we should... There's another side to this, which is, like, mystery gifting. That's originally what it was called. Oh, it was like, okay. Um, it was called... We, we Originally, it was called mass mystery gifting. Um, and the okay. entire idea was like you were just picking however many subs you wanted to give and it would, it would distribute them. And, you know, I was a new guy, but like I went back and forth probably for the better part of a couple of weeks with Bobby and saying like, hey, you know, like, I don't get it. I don't think this makes sense. You know, I think people want to select. People want to know. They care about the you know people they, they you know, want. Let's let's build this thing. Right. And he was like, no, 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 I don't think you understand. Like, these are people who are coming into chat. They want to be whales. They want to flex. They want to flex on the rest of the community <laughs> that they are doing this stuff. Sure. Right. And so, sure. you know, at the time we were like, let's build both. Why not build both? It's great. And then we get like halfway through the year. There's a lot of other stuff that, you know, happened that year. Um, for those of you who, again, aren't, you know, don't remember Twitch lore too well. Uh, back at the beginning of 2018, 
you still had ad-free prime mm -hmm. um and mm -hmm. you know our team was the team that had to remove ad-free prime and so there was a lot of stuff that went on and we were told hey you don't have the time to build both of these you got to pick one and so you know for me went back and forth and basically bobby said hey i think this one will make a lot more money than yep. the other one and i said you know what you've been here for longer i trust you you know my my, my history with him was he would tell me something about Twitch, mm -hmm. and I'd be like, that's ridiculous. That makes no sense. <laughs> you know, three days later, I was like, oh, I just spent this much time on Twitch. Yep. Now I saw it. I saw it. I get it. So I was like, you know, this guy knows something. So um, we decided to build that, and okay. I took ownership of the project from that point, and I, and I worked on it, and I, and I actually think, like, there were a lot of, like, interesting details. I'm happy to get into it if you want, but, like, you know, long story short, we, we built a lot of stuff around it. Um, I'll give credit to to Olivia uh, Grace. I don't know how many of you remember her. She was the chat PM at the time. I'm going to credit her with naming community gifting, community gifting. Okay, yeah. You were just like, we're just like, we're just giving gifts to the community. Like, what do we, what do we call these? We we're like, oh, well, <laughs> we just call that. community yep. gifting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so we launched it. Um, you know, eight eight twenty eighteen. Um, and you know, the other story I like to tell, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I would. I know he's never going to live this down, so I'm just going to keep telling the story. Absolutely. So at the time, internally, we we were predicting how many subs would get, you know, gifted in the first 48 hours. Okay. Right? Everyone got one. I think I think the prize was like a hundred dollars and like a bottle of like you know alcohol or something like that. Right. That, okay. It was just an internal prize that yeah. we were going to do. And like kind the, of the leader jelly beans. of bits, the leader of the bits team was like five thousand subs. He like didn't believe in it, and like he wasn't. He like legit. What? I've talked to him about this since then. What, what what was like the spread in terms of how many? Like what was the spread? Like what, what were you bullish on it? Like ten thousand, hundred thousand. So, so the highest was seventy to seventy seven. Okay, seventy seven thousand. Okay, something like that. Um, I think most of us were in the like conservative, like twenty to thirty range. Like I, sure. I was definitely in the middle. In fact, my boss was the one who had picked the highest number. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. And, you know, I think like, you know, history has shown it did a lot better than that. It blew that number way out of the water. Um, I think we hit the top number within the first 12 hours. Wow. Uh, wow. And, you know, I was one of those people. Who, <laughs> I was one of those people who. So the, the other interesting part of the story is like the marketing team at the time were like, this is an enhancement to an existing product. We're not going to market this. You're not going to get a tweet. You're not going to get any attention. Like, don't, you know, hey, this is not a big deal. <laughs> we were like, we wow. think it's a big deal. Yeah. And so, you know, what ends up happening is we launch it and we say, all right, let's go and we'll just drop some subs in some big channels. Let's go to Shroud's channel. Let's go to Doc. Let's go to, you know, whoever, right? Uh, I was the lucky bastard who, you know, went to Doc's channel <laughs> and immediately got like, nine ddms please give me a sub um but you know yeah we we spent like i don't know probably we spent like two grand and it wasn't even that much money we spent sure. two grand's worth of subs and like you get you half know, that by back. the next day yeah by the next day you, you have like a clip of shroud being like oh they just rejected my credit card again for dropping 100 subs in my own channel like, oh, oh i God. do remember that can yeah 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 did someone approve his transaction like we we were kind of going uh going nuts there and so yeah, I mean that's you know to me that's that's the history of uh, of community gifting. Interesting. In yeah, I, I mean there's no denying the impact that that has today. Like 
It's I mean I mean uh, top marketing uh, 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 cash app is just <laughs> they take advantage of that so much in all the top streams. So it's a uh, yeah, it's definitely a a a, a platform defining feature. Like there's no other platform that you can do that in. Like. I mean, I know obviously YouTube's working on it, and I'm sure the other platforms are trying to work on it. But it's it really is a a very unique feature to be able to uh, to to have here. Like you can't do it anywhere else. So that's really fascinating. That's wow. That's a, that's a really cool story. <laughs> that's a really cool story. So then after that, you you have this big success. Obviously, everybody kind of uptakes and continues using it. Uh, at what point did you then move to the creator team? How long between that kind of success and, and creator team were you the, was the, the time frame? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it was probably about, you know, like five or six months later. Okay. Uh, or sorry, five or six months later is when I started having conversations with the team. And so basically off the success of like, you know, of community gifting, you know, the one thing we, we had wanted to do for a really long time but it kept getting put on the back burner was cumulative tenure. And again, I, for the new people like who have never experienced Twitch in a different way, like back in the day when you stopped subbing to someone, you lost all of your months. Right. right? You subbed for 12 months and all of a sudden right. you lapse five days. You're down to zero. You come back as a pleb. You come back as one. As one. Um, and there were like other like, gimmicks back then like back then a prime sub could get you 12 months of subs and two channels at the same time if you timed it right like okay um yeah like prime subs are good for like a certain amount of days but mm -hmm. they like came back two days before it was weird um so basically i spent time and said and that twitchcon was when we announced that we were going to launch that right so you know we are trying to ship it in january like we're December, we're talking about keeping the devs over Christmas break, and you know it's crazy. Oh wow! And so, like in the January time frame, like one of the um, one of the uh, one of the PMs, one of the product managers on the creator experience team, like left. Okay. Right, and so they were like, "Hey, we need we need someone." And you know, again, like pulling from commerce was a thing, like was a thing back then, right? Where okay. it was like, "Hey, we these people understand creators; they they know how they think," and so. You know, at the time, I think like Bobby was looking for something new and he and I chatted about it because they, the creator team had talked to me and I was like, hey man, like, you know, like I need to see this project through, right? I'm not mm. going to get it done in January. It's going to be like the beginning of February. If they need to fill it now, go ahead, go to that team. I, I, you know, I don't mind. It's, it's fine. Um, so he goes over to the team. I ship that product. And then two to three months later, another PM on that team departs. Um, ah, and in okay. fact, if you look at the history of PMs, uh, you know, at the time I, I considered myself like the fourth, uh, subs PM. Okay. Um, technically the fifth or sixth, depending on if you count Emmett as a subs PM, okay. uh, <laughs> from, Interesting. from when he was, from when he, you know, like ran everything. Sure. Um, but like every subs PM had gone to the creator experience. Team. Okay. And so I was just nice following pipeline. the path. So. One of the other subs PMs had, who went to Greater Experience had left, um, and you know they were like, "Hey, we we want someone to launch this new dashboard thing. We've got most of the pieces together. We just need someone <laughs> to like carry it over the finish line." And that could not have been more of a lie. But <laughs> I bought it, <laughs> and, I, and I went over to the team to work on the dashboard. 
Okay, interesting. And I, and so this was what, 2020, 2019? This is 2019. Oh, pandemic okay. Oh, I, I don't remember. No, I'm just kidding. I don't remember yeah, how it long ago it was. It was 2019. 2019. Okay, interesting. And and so that's that's basically the, the dashboard that people know now. That was the kind of the basic... Because, yeah, I, I remember the dashboard before that. That, that, that dashboard before was terrible <laughs> it's not great all of the, I, mean, I mean i tell people today i'm like one of the you know when they were like oh what do you like i i'm like i'm really passionate about like telling stories and i feel like a lot of people need to hear the story to really get it and so that by all means you know a lot of twitch users were like oh why you know why would you need to update this dashboard and i was like honestly like i was sitting in meetings where a product person was like hey uh i'm launching this new product can I be in row two, position one? And I can't be there. Can I be in position three? And like, because back in the day, when you had the dashboard, every widget was on the dashboard. Uh-huh. You could you could minimize them, but you couldn't get rid of them. And there were like rows and rows, and you could scroll. But and, and I was like, I I don't want that. You know, I wanted people to be able to choose, right? And that was the ethos of the product. It, I didn't come mm. up with that unique idea. Right. But the goal was people should be able to customize the dashboard the way they want to use it, not the way we think they should use it. Um, and that that's that's kind of how that started. Interesting. So then when it launched, uh, okay, I'm just going to point this out right off the top because it was one of the first things that I actually, uh, I think I saw it in a tweet that you had posted and then I, I, I ran with it in terms of the Konami code. The, the, the dashboard when it launched was not finished. <laughs> Right? <laughs> that is that is one way of saying that statement. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, so, so for anybody who doesn't know, one of like the first tweets that I had that I shared that got any kind of traction within the community. I mean, that's not necessarily true. But, but one of the tweets that uh, is memorable to me was that there, if you typed in the Konami code, which is up, 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 left. Um, now I'm going to, now I'm not looking up, like up, a game. Up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B-A. B-A. Yeah, okay. Uh if you type that, it gave you access to the ability to actually disable particular tabs or enable them. And enable edit stream info. That was yeah. the big one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I'm assuming that you had a time frame of releasing things and then just particular pieces were not done for that that to be in place already, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, basically, with such a big change... We wanted to like gradually get the feedback from people to do it, right? So, probably okay. somewhere in like September, October timeframe, you know, I launched it to probably about like fifty creators. Um, these okay. were people I had relationships with, people I knew, people who trusted me, mm -hmm. who I could show it to. Was it? Um, and <laughs> it's an inside joke. No, <laughs> no, I've heard the joke before this channel, but no, it, it, was, it was not. And I um, and I got their feedback, and you know. There were some things that were like super broken at the time, like uh, reruns were didn't function at all. Like there were some weird things with raids. We fixed those things and then we kind of moved like further on and we went through a period of open beta. Mm. So there was like this bar that would be at the top of your dashboard like, mm -hmm. hey, new dashboard. Like, why don't you migrate over? Like, right. You know, you can try it and you can use it. And, you know, we saw the numbers and they were pretty good and we didn't get a ton of like really harsh feedback. Mm. And so we were like, okay, cool. Like, you know, we got some feedback. At the time, they were like, hey, we need to do, you know, we really want edit stream info. And, you know, I actually sat down with our designer at the time, and he was like, 
these people don't know what they want. Like, <laughs> you know, you're, going, you're, going, you're going from no clicks to one click. It's not a big deal. It's it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like they'll, they'll learn to love it. They'll learn to love it. It's kind of like, you know, where, like what, what was going on. And I, I remember challenging him. I'm like, look, I'm with you. And, and, you know, I, I'm one of those guys who like, I, I try to like Jedi mind trick you into things. Right. Or not. <laughs> I try to, I give you the rope. You decide what to do sure, with it. Okay. Sure. Um, and so I was like, look, I'm willing to believe you. You might be completely right. Just tell me how long do you think it'll take before we need to like, we, before you decide that this feedback is real. Okay. Like, do we launch it? And then like a month later, if people are still complaining, we do it. Like, how long do you think this adoption period is? And, you know, he was like, I, I'm not answering that question. He, like, you know, he, wasn't, he refused to answer that question. So I was okay. like, all right, cool. Like, I, if, you can, if you're not going to answer that question, then you're not going to engage in solving the problem. So I basically sat down with one of the engineers and said, like, dude, how hard is it to do this Konami code? Oh, no. And he was, like, he was like, oh, it's not that hard. We could do this. And I was like, you know, maybe, honestly, like, at the time I was like, hey, hardcore users who really care about this are going to want to do this sure let's give them an option to do it <laughs> right and the team was like no we can't do this we can't do it we, you know like this is um we, we don't like their argument was still like we don't need edit stream info as a panel and right i was like no i that ship they, in my mind had sailed. Need, yeah clearly people wanted it yeah um and so like i tried to make it happen and i did this and it <laughs> Actually went through many layers of approval at Twitch. Okay. Uh, this wasn't me you know, right. doing it out of nowhere. And then, you know, on launch day, I did it. And for about like 30 minutes, like the tweet that I made that there was a Konami code <laughs> was like, well received. Yeah. <laughs> 30 then, minutes later, it was yep. like, <laughs> um, you know, and I was, you know, I, I had to go up at all hands and be like, we heard the feedback. We're not doing it again. We'll fix it. Um, <laughs> But you know what, like, to this day, like, it, I've, I've actually, like, one of the stories I'll tell in an interview and I'll be like, hey, would you have changed your decision making? And I was like, no. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Like, there's a big blow up. And I was like, the reality is, by doing it the way that we did it, we showed everyone how big of a deal it was. Mm -hmm. And we got the team to hop on very quickly to implement edit stream it done, yeah. I think we got it in January and we launched it like the end of, you know, November. So it was like almost December at the time. If we hadn't done the Konami code, it would have probably taken us months and months longer to even be able to get that done. Right. And like at the time, like one of the other reasons we did it this way was like, we knew OBS had dockable panels. Yeah. And so we would have broken that if we hadn't supported it this way. Uh, so we were like, hey, you know, like, let's let's make sure things work. You know, like we talked to the OBS guys. It was good. Um, but then, like, you know, in those interviews, I also say, like, the reality is my lesson was three months before launch, four months before launch. I had to say, like, we needed to do this mm -hmm. and we're not going to launch without it. That's what I need. Like, right. if I were changing anything, it was that in that moment. That was the right decision. But sure. Well, sometimes ago, you was a better decision. Sometimes you do need to use a hammer to, to nail in a screw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that is really interesting. Yeah. Again, as I said, that's one of my, my first kind of, uh, well, what, what is this Twitch staffer tweeting about? Oh, the Konami code. And then kind of going, Oh wow. That's what this does. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's really interesting. 
Um, can I, uh, and I don't know if you want to answer this or not, but feel free not to, but uh, I am curious, we're kind of going through the, the, the history of your career here. At what point, or, or why did you leave, or when did you leave? Was it during the pandemic, or was it after? Like, I, I, my, t- my concept of time is just completely yeah. broken at this point. So, <laughs> so I left almost a year ago. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So mid pandemic. Uh, <laughs> mid pandemic. We had been in the pandemic for almost a year at that point. You were working um, from home, I assume. Working from home, I'd actually moved from San Francisco to, to Vegas, where my parents are. So okay. you know. Um, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, like, there's not a ton to say about it other sure. than, like, my fundamental belief that, like, where Twitch was going in terms of how they were looking at the creator economy, how they were looking at support, how they were choosing to make investments mm. was just something I didn't want to be a part of. It. Okay, fair enough. You no, know, I, th- I think the reality is, like, I you know, I said earlier... If I had gotten an offer to work at another place that I thought could have done more good, I would have gone there. Yeah. You know, I wasn't convinced that there was another company that could, that could have, you know, that I would have been a better fit for that would have helped the creator economy come along more. Right. But I was pretty sure that me spending more time at Twitch was not going to help, you know, progress. And, mm. and in fact, I think like if you've talked to Twitch, you know, ex Twitch staff from back in the day, They'll probably tell you, like, you know, Twitch staff come in waves, right? There seem to be, like, generations of Twitch staff. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point in time, that was me saying, like, my generation is, you know, exiting stage left. It's time for us to to leave and let the next generation kind of figure out what's going to happen. And, um, yeah, and, and, you know, it was really tough, right? You know, I, I cared a lot about this community, you know, like... Everything I did for three years was Twitch related, including mm-hmm. vacations. Um, and, you know, to say goodbye to that was really tough. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I think my personal belief, right? And, and, I, and I had heard this in a podcast and they were talking about Facebook. They said, like, tech companies today compete over talent. Talent mm-hmm. is the hardest thing to compete over these days. And if you shame your friends who are going to Facebook, Right to the point of like, hey, you really want to work for an evil company? Facebook's going to have a harder time hiring people. True. Yep. And if there's anything that's going to hurt them more than like some dudes complaining on the internet, it's the fact that it's going to be hard for them to hire engineering talent. Mm. And in fact, if you look at the leaks papers, I think in 2020, like or I th- yeah, I think it was 2020 that they were covering. Fifty percent of Facebook engineering offers had been turned down. Which is like wow. pretty massive for a company like yeah. Facebook, and they pay pretty well. So um, you know, people are walking away for a lot, and and so for me, that was kind of my other thing. Which okay. is saying like, look, you know, the the place that maybe Twitch will feel it the most is when talent leaves the door. And right. In fact, to be honest, that was the other thing. So many of my friends who had built this platform with me had left, mm-hmm. and I didn't recognize what was around me anymore. And I was right. like cool like maybe it's time for me to leave too so yeah that's uh i I was one of the things that i've kind of noted or 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 seen in twitch especially over the last like three years is it feels like somewhere around 2019 there was some kind of change in direction 
Uh, and again, I, I've I've been on I've been on Twitch since 2015, but not really as an active, super active creator, active in the community. Really got active in 2018, 2019. But there there definitely seemed to be some kind of change at that point. And I'm not sure if that was a directive from from Amazon or at the top or 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 whatever. But it just seemed like there was some kind of change. And that's also when you st I started to definitely see some kind of trickling out of some longer term. Because again, I, I, I've basically become an expert into everybody who works at Twitch. And it's, 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 it's terrible how much time I spend <laughs> keeping an eye on everything happening on the platform. Uh, but I, 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 as you said, eras or, or, or cohorts of, of snappers, it feels like the last kind of group of your generation is just or has just left. In terms of we've seen yeah. the, the the departure of Aurelian and uh, Sarah Clemens is coming up and DJ Weed is coming up and 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 Theo whose software I'm currently uh, uh, using right now to do the video calling uh, Ping for anybody who doesn't know um, seems like there was a a, a kind of a, an end of a end of an era uh, which definitely kind of is interesting because I think that 2018 I think it, I think it was 2018. Or maybe 2019, where uh, the Twitch community came together and created a big video thanking you guys for gifted subs or or something like that. And, and it's remarkable to look back on that and go, there was a time where like they were thanking people for monetization <laughs> options. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it's always been you know like I think one of this is not a no brainer for anyone who spent time streaming on Twitch, but like. One of the realizations I had throughout, like some of my best times at Twitch were I'd go to events and I would talk to streamers. And of course, like this is me yep. sacrificing holiday like yep. weekends. And people would be like, oh, you're sacrificing a holiday weekend to go to PAX. You do. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not doing PAX the way you are. I'm sitting in a coffee shop refilling my iced coffee, you know, like 10 times. <laughs> um, and, you know, someone, I, I think like one thing that I realized from these one of those conversations was like, or really bad at selling on Twitch. Like they don't want to sell. And so like, it'd be great if that's what we did, right? It would be great if we helped you sell mm -hmm. and then Twitch as a platform normalized the purchase and the engagement through money. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to, mm -hmm. now, if you want to shill, do it. It'd probably work out pretty well for sure. you. Um, and Twitch I think that times, please. that's always been the hard part is that, mm -hmm. that people don't understand what it means to sub on Twitch. In mm -hmm. fact, like, you know, it's a common thing when you join Twitch as a staffer, they're like, hey, we really encourage you to like to stream and to understand Twitch. And and That's one of the, yeah, one of the Twitch staffers that joined, like she actually took my position right after I left. And I, I remember she was like, oh, I'm gonna buy this stuff and do this setup. And and I told her, I was like, look, you're the subs peon. I can tell you the, the, the thing that will teach you the most about all of this is, Find a streamer on the platform that you're willing to sub to at tier three, hmm. set it, forget it, whether you're watching them or not. If you can go through that emotional journey of learning what liking a streamer that much is, you're going to be able to help these people out. Hmm. And the reality is like that is a very hard thing for most people who start at Twitch to do is because they, this is a counterintuitive platform, right? Like it was funny. I, you know, I joked uh, with some people because the other day on your stream, you were like, oh, you know, if you're over 25, you're really <laughs> old. If you're over 30, you're a boomer. If you're 40, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. And I just remember, like, I and I, I tweeted yesterday. I was like, 
you know, I joked with an intern of mine that like my Gmail was full and he said, Oh, how could that be? And I'm like, my Gmail account is older than you. Right. And like <laughs> oh, God. that to me <laughs> in 16. Uh, but that to me is like, that's how you stay connected. Right. Like mm -hmm. I would meme with people. Like I would teach new Twitch streamers. I'm like, Hey, or sorry, Twitch staff, go to an event. If you talk to anyone, the first thing you should do is you should complain about something at Twitch. Like if you if you're talking to a new streamer or a yeah, partner, if you, if you, you want, like, <laughs> don't you hate this thing? This is this thing suck. And immediately they're like, oh, walls are down. This dude's not an idiot. Let's talk. Um, and I and I just think like you know people don't get that opportunity enough to yeah. their, you know Twitch staff today don't get that opportunity enough and yeah you know that's what they need to do. They they really need to get hyper involved into the platform and understand. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that, that that's yeah. It, it, <laughs> if there's anything that uh, definitely uh, helps define this community, it's the fact that uh, we're good for a complaint. <laughs> we're good to to vocalize a complaint about something that's not working or not working right or that we disagree with, um, which is which comes with obviously positives and negatives. And so, yeah, I mean, I I talk about that at length on stream in terms of the good things to to complain about and sometimes the things that we shouldn't necessarily be spending our time complaining about but uh but I, I obviously can't control that and what everybody decides to complain about i can just choose whether or not to uh join in or to perhaps guide that uh angry a little bit uh so yeah that's that's actually really interesting so so this is really playing inside baseball at this point uh one of the things that i have noted and this is probably to, to to some happiness at some level at Twitch, probably higher up at Twitch, is that uh, because a lot of the Twitch staff that are newer are far less, you know, uh, I think a lot of them think of it, or at least the ones I've spoken to, do think of it more as a job rather than like something that they want to like invest their time in. They're not necessarily passionate about. And again, this is not speaking for everyone, but just some of the ones that I've spoken with. Uh, you know, they're there for a job. They're there for to, to, to be in the industry, get some experience, do something that's presumably going to help them with their career future in the future. But it's not like they're necessarily there to be like, yeah, I want to see creators succeed. Yeah, I want to see the platform do better. Yeah, I want to see it's 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 less com and, and you know maybe a business is eventually becomes less community centric. Uh, but but yeah, it's so kind of continue this thing the interesting thing about that is that for me as staff longer term staff leave the trickle of information really dries up too <laughs> because it's like new people who are super green they don't want to tell they don't want to say anything they're just there for yeah I'm, I'm, i don't know i just work on this okay cool 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 and uh, yeah, i don't know i just work on this so it's 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 one of those kind of interesting things for me to kind of uh, recognize the change and going every single person who works there is like two years out of college. <laughs> it's their first serious job. They're not going to say, yeah, this is what I'm working on. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a there's a lot of different stuff, you know, that kind of goes into this. I mean, I think like to, you know, to to go back to like my journey to Twitch, right? Like hmm. I. You know, I ended up uh, out of work in 2016 and, you know, I had done a podcast with some friends on Twitch for you okay. know a year. It wasn't very successful. We decided to scrap it. And I said, oh, you know what? I want to create content. 
let me do a Twitch stream. I'm going to mm. do full-time Twitch streaming while I look for a new job, mm. right? Um, and I did that. I, I had a had a you know roommate who did it with me. Our thing was co-op games. We would like we would split screen two views of co-op games. We play together. It was pretty cool. Yep. Um, you know we got we got a whole like. 180 followers like you know it was hey there you go hey <laughs> it wasn't in terms great, of, but it was in terms of if you're only doing that and you didn't create youtube content or have a twitter or a tiktok that's pretty good <laughs> yeah 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 and so we did that and you know at the time i had someone who worked at twitch and had been there for a little bit and he ran the board game stream twitch.tv slash board games we haven't done anything with that for a little bit okay. but um he ran that stream okay. and he he was like look you know the mission of Twitch is to like help people do what they love for a living. Right. And I was like, man, that, that resonates. Right. And so I had applied for Twitch then didn't get the job. And then a year later when I, when I got into it, like I could, and you know, I, I won't, I won't dox anyone at Twitch or how much they're making, but like Twitch product managers make a good amount of money. Like they, they're, they're comfortable, you know, sure. that, you know, they're, 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 I don't say this in a pejorative way, but they're not scraping by, right? The way a lot of streamers might be. Sure. And and I remember I was like, that's why I worked extra hard. Hmm. So I was like, one, I tried to be a creator and failed. It failed. More than once did I. Like, I did create YouTube content at some point. Also okay. a failure. All right. I've tried to create content and failed multiple times. These are people who are making it succeed, who are putting in everything they got to make it successful. It's not easy I owe it to them to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was the other part of it. Like if, you know, if anyone has ever like visited me at an event or had, you know, like just hung out as a streamer, like I probably paid for your meal. And a lot of it was me saying like, what you do, I think is a lot harder than what I do in terms of like the actual amount of time and sure. energy and, you know, emotional energy, physical energy that you have to put into it. It's a lot more than I do. Sure. And I'm probably paid a lot more than you are. And so the last thing I, you know, the worst, the least I could do is buy you a meal. You know, it wasn't an obligation. I like, right. I wanted to make friends with these people. Yep. I never like hit up Twitch to pay it back. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> like, where I'm on pizza, for God's sakes, like it's 20 bucks or two pizzas. Who cares? And, but I, I will say like, that's not necessarily the mindset that I'll see from the newer people. Like right. it, it is not their calling. It is not their living. And the more successful Twitch is in terms of like a brand, the more people want to attach themselves to the brand, mm -hmm. right? And so I don't fault them for it, but I think the reality is like, if you really want, you know, if you're passionate about this community, you want to see them succeed, like you need to step it up. You need yeah. to put everything you have into this. Um, in fact, I one of the reasons I left Twitch was like, you know, I've, I've told many companies in interviews, like I went on like, Reddit interviewed me for a job at, at, at some point when I, was, when I was leaving Twitch. Right. And they were like, you know, we really want someone who has creator empathy and who like get their hands dirty, talk to streamers and do this. And I'm like, I've gone with streamers to Japan twice for multiple weeks. Is that, <laughs> does that count? Is that what you mean by empathy? <laughs> like, does that count? Like does vacationing with streamers and live streaming while I'm there count? Like, um, and I, and I, and I'm not saying like, you can't do your job without that, but I, I really think that, you know, it, there are, a lot of people who saw Twitch to the level of success it is today did it because they really cared about the community. And now people really want that brand and they mm -hmm. want to learn and they want that knowledge and they want to say they can have an impact. And yeah, that's, I, I think that's where we're here. And yeah, you know, to be honest, uh, 
I'm not going to really knock people like you, quote unquote, but like, you Uh know, (laughs) the reason that a lot of these situations do happen is like, you know, I was talking in the chat the other day about uh, partner ad free viewing. Right. Right. Um, Yep. I think you might have broken it. I think I might have. have. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was it was in the partner discord at the time and someone read it and then someone else took it out of, you know, out of context and then. Like, long story short, that entire situation made that PM be like... Right. Yeah, no, I know that. Maybe I cannot share stuff. Yes. Um, and I I don't I don't necessarily think it's your fault necessarily, no, it is. but like... It is. No, no, no. I, 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 I take responsibility for that in the fact that uh, the, the information wasn't wrong, and the information was shared in a public Discord... <laughs> Uh, or not, well, semi-public Discord. Yeah, okay, that's, yeah, I recognize it immediately. Uh, but but the the interesting thing about that, and, and so, like, there is a part of me that, that does feel like, okay, so here's, this was this really good idea. And, and, and this is also kind of what I wanted to say as it relates to the lack of people who I can actually speak with at Twitch or, or the, the lessening of people that I can speak with at Twitch is that, uh, uh, you know, having people that you can speak to at Twitch that can give you information, but then also say, hey, don't say this. Don't don't talk about this now. And like I because there's lots of times that I get information that I know about that I then I can go and speak to somebody who works at Twitch and they're like, yeah, that's actually not for like six months or eight months or or that's not even going to happen or anything. And so then that's an opportunity for me to go, oh, OK, then I won't share that publicly. So so th- there is kind of an interesting thing that does happen there for me in that I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> like, I'm not out here trying to ruin Twitch's life. I'm not trying to get anybody fired. I'm not trying to make uh, streamers' lives harder. O- the exact opposite. I want this platform to succeed. I want streamers to succeed. And then, you know, sometimes the flow of information is a little too slow. And again, going back to the, to the thing uh, before, sometimes a hammer to hammer in a, na- uh, a screw uh, sometimes does help. But uh, but it's a kind of thing where, and and, and this this happened. Oh, I actually can't talk about that. But 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 it's uh, <laughs> this this is what I'm talking about. So so it's not it's it's like I'm I'm very cognizant of the fact that uh, if I share something that is either not happening or or is in the early days of things because I can't find a a, a some kind of quality information, I'm happy to play ball. And I, I tell this to, to and I, I had a contact in Twitch comms at, at one point, and I'm like, I'm, I'm happy to play ball. I don't need to be the person who breaks a story a month ahead of time or, or, or shares something three months or, or, or two weeks or one week. Not, not my, really my play. <laughs> that's, that's not really why I'm here. But that, obviously that gets link or, or likes and shares and stuff. But it's the kind of thing that I'm mostly trying to pick up the slack of lack of communication at Twitch by offering some kind of way to inform them of things that, I mean, so here, here's something that ties in with that. Going back to the example of the, uh, the, 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 the partner, no ads thing. That was absolutely 100%. I had three sources on it, not just from the discord. <laughs> But, but it said, yes, absolutely. It's going out to everybody. And then it's only after people were like, yeah, excellent. This is great. This is a great thing. 
that then they took it back. And I was like, I don't know why they tried to put that genie back in the bottle. It's such a small amount of people as it was, uh, as it is. So, so I don't even know what, 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 they, what my end point on this was, but it was kind of like, I thought that was a big W for Twitch. Not a lot of people knew that the even the partner Discord existed. They didn't know that if you synced your Discord with uh, your account that you could actually find the Discord and join it if you were a partner. So a lot of people actually learned that through that. Uh, which, you know, I <laughs> that's remarkable re remarkable to me that that wasn't conveyed to partners ahead of time or whatever. Anyways, so long and short is that it's... Uh, I felt that that was a, a, a big misstep on Twitch's part. Obviously, it made me look bad because I'd shared something that uh, some partners believe uh, was taken away because I'd shared it. Uh, and, and it was, as you say, 100%, I think it was taken away because I, I shared it. I... <laughs> I will, I will say it on this stream, um, just for everyone in chat and all the haters. Um, I can, I won't tell you why or how I know this, but I, I can say it was not because of you. Oh, okay. Hey, redemption. <laughs> Vindication. Oh, Vindication. man, I can sleep that tonight. That being said, you know, I'm not, I can't tell you why I know that or how I know that. And so, you know, <laughs> your fans will have to decide whether to trust me or not. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm no, not. I, gonna, I, I've lived with the guild for that because I felt like I've I, and I've had conversations with people who definitely. And again, this is the other interesting thing is that people were sharing information from the partner discord of where they're hating on me. And then they're like, Zach is a piece of shit. And I'm just like and I like had conversations with people who I know don't like me and they were playing nice. And I was just like, look, hey, just so you know, like I tried to. Uh, I I tried I tried my best to 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 fix to fix my mess because it's not my intent. I'm not here to destroy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'll say this. I I think like the series of events that occurred after that information was mm. shared like created this inevitable outcome. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. But I I can say that like that's not necessarily why it yeah, happened. Fair enough. Um, okay. But you know, of course, like that. You know, the partner Discord is locked down now. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Yeah. I've lost my access. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, and so, I, I, you know, I, I think it is it is one of those things where, like, I, you know, very early on when I came to Twitch, I, I this is a funny story from my interview, and okay. I, I worked in Amazon Logistics. So th that's the team that delivers packages to your door. Right? Oh, wow. Like, you really um, did a career change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, I mean, like, I mean, I worked on the technology for it, but like, right. still, okay, like, okay. I would go, I would fly around the world, I'd go to delivery stations, and I would talk to associ Amazon associates. That's why, like, when we, when I hear about all this, like, Amazon, fifteen dollars an hour, they treat people poorly. Like, I've worked those shifts. I, it's tough work. Mm -hmm. right? If, please, never go into that job not thinking it's tough work because it's right. it's tough. Um, you know, uh, in fact, one of my first tweets after working there was just like. I now know why pa there's so much packaging on these packages. Because when you got to get 2000 an hour out of that box oh onto God. that conveyor, you're not setting them down nicely. You are throwing them around. Yep. You want the packaging. Um, <laughs> anyways, I had the benefit. I go to a station. Everyone would want to talk to me. Every, you know, you know, they'd see me. And, you know, I had my clipboard. I had something. They'd want to come talk to me. They'd tell me their experience. It was great. And so when I came to Twitch, I was like, man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk to people. Like, how am I going to talk to people? I'm going to get feedback. And, you know, like, that's 
obviously go super stupid thing. I go to any yeah. chat and get immediate yeah, of feedback course. at the drop of a dime. And one of the things that I started to cultivate really early on, I was like, you know, they would tell us like, hey, go to the partnerships team and ask them to connect you with a partner and they'll connect you with a partner and you, you can talk to them on it. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think like very early on, like Pokey wanted to give her subs feedback on gifting and I, you know, exchanged a nice set of emails, not knowing anything about what she, who or what she was. And, right. You know, um, but I realized early on, I'm like, this takes too long. So the only way I'm going to get past this is I'm going to need to build personal relationships with streamers. Like, more than just I work for Twitch in this. Like I need to be their friend because you know that's the only way I'm going to get honest feedback from them. I don't right. want them to tell me what you know I want to hear. I want them to tell me like what they actually cared about. Um, and and I think that's you know that's one of the scarier things for a lot of people. In fact, like sure. you know at TwitchCon or at any of the events that we've you know had since, like partnerships would now nowadays they they warn the PMs and they give them the the spiel about like what you have to be careful about saying and what you can't say. And they'd be like, don't worry, Sam, you, you know, do whatever you want. Say, say whatever you want. You like, no one's going to like take you out of, you know, context. I, I don't think anyone's leaked anything I've shared. Um, you know, but I, I think that's, that just became a key part of this is like you, you need to build that trust and that understanding for, for all of it. So it really can't be like, okay, I either talk to everyone or I talk to no one. It's, right. I need to know the right people to talk to. And one of the things that I like, again, like I used to be that first stop for most PMs, right? They'd be like, go talk to the creator guy, go talk to Sam. And one of the things I tell them, I was like, look, talk to streamers, but never ask streamers what they want because they can't mm. give you a good answer to it, right? Bring something to a streamer and ask them what they think about it, how they feel about it, you know, what, like, get them to talk about their process. And more often than not, like, you're not necessarily going to know exactly what to build as a result of it, right. but you will know how to position it. Like, and one of my examples is for the longest time, I mean, nowadays we're blessed with more emotes in tier two and tier three. And for the longest time, you know, we wanted to add more tier two, tier threes, and people were really opposed to it. Really, it's hated that idea. Really? Um, there were, so originally, I'll give you a little bit more Twitch sure, lore. please. When tiered subs launched, um, and this was the, this was the actually subs, PM that I, I replaced on on the creator experience team, when he launched tiered subs, he explicitly was trying to make the least amount of difference between tier one, tier two, and tier three, right? And people asked, why am I paying $25 and I'm getting two more emotes? What yeah. is up with that? That was the point. The entire point was we built this product for you to flex how much you cared about a streamer, right? Because at the time, I don't know if you okay. remember, Sub emote unlocks. In order to get this type of point, you couldn't gift. Right. You had you would sub tier one, cancel your sub. Sub tier two, cancel your sub. Sub tier three, and now the streamer got right a total of like ten sub point or nine sub points as a result of it. That was the only way for you to jack up sub points towards emote unlocks. That used to be how it oh, was. Wow. Um, and so they didn't want to differentiate it. And then we got gifting. And it was like, oh, well, gifting is how you power support a creator now. Like you don't, mm. you don't do it for that reason, right? Um, and so I'd go to streamers and I'd ask them, and they'd be like, no, I don't, I don't want more emote slots. Like I think it's going to make people who don't have them feel worse, and it's going to be horrible. And I remember saying, like, well, what if those emote slots were preview emote slots? 
And what if automatically those emotes from tier two would flow to tier one when you unlock the next slot? And then you just, you know, kind of put things in the top okay. of the funnel and they keep going down. They were like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And I was like, you can do that for your stream. If I give you more slots, you can say that's what you're doing. Right. You like, you just never thought about it that way because I presented you with a very specific thing. And so that was, those were the sort of conversations I would have with streamers and realize like, oh, they're going to help me figure out how to sell this thing to everyone mm -hmm. else. They're going to help me figure out like how I can make this manageable. And I, I say, you know, like not a criticism of, of the ads PM. I'm still friends with the guy. Right. But like, had he gone to streamers and said, okay, here's the future I want to offer. What do you think? How should I position it? How do I do this? Like, does this make sense to you? What do you think if I offered it to you? You know, he might've been able to like figure out earlier on how to position it and how right. to make those statements. Um, Cause you know, I will say like the real reason I know that it's not your fault is cause I know it was a <laughs> misunderstanding. There were a lot of people who misunderstood what was being offered. Um, and then ultimately created this like chaos. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean that that that's kind of you know when you when you really Definitely. think about the 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 width and breadth of Twitch, like that's yeah. that's where it really you know came in is like streamers can't tell you what they want. Right. They, you know, I I'll give you another story. So like my last year at Twitch, I worked a lot on trying to enhance the mobile app. We were okay. trying to decide whether. We wanted to give streamers more features in the mobile app while they were streaming, right? Like as a second stream type experience because or a second screen. Because we knew a lot of streamers had single screens or they were console streamers. You know, we were working on this hypothesis. So I'm on a call with a streamer. Uh, ironically, his girlfriend worked at Twitch. That was okay. really interesting to find out. Sure. And I was like, hey, how many monitors do you have? He said, I had three monitors. Okay, mm -hmm. what do you put on the monitors? Well, my primary monitor is the game. I got one for OBS. I've mm -hmm. got a vertical one. I put Discord on it. Yep. You know, maybe Spotify is on one of them. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Oh, by the way, I'm getting a fourth monitor. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this is good info for me. What are you putting on your fourth monitor? He was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what? What? <laughs> Why, just to have why it. do you think you need a fourth monitor then like why are you buying a fourth monitor you know and like of course like he doesn't know the answer to that question sure he's just like yeah and i think that and like i walked away from that story with or that that conversation that interview with realizing you know what this guy thinks he realizes that there are very few things at twitch that prove you are doing better that prove that you have improved your stream right obviously viewer count is great mm -hmm. but not everyone's going to get that bump in viewer count what this guy was thinking was, I made enough money to reinvest and buy a better product for my stream. Okay. So, of course, three mo four monitors is better than uh, three. Yeah, I am leveled course. up. I'm playing that four <laughs> monitor life. And I was like, uh, like, you know, inadvertently <laughs> he had given this actually like pretty important piece of feedback sure. um, that, you know, a lot of people think about these types of upgrades because they don't get the feedback that they're improving and right and so one of the things i tried to get the team to start doing was like how do we build products in there that encourage streamers to understand that like their level of improvement because you know of course most people are like i get more viewers mm -hmm. i get more subs i get partner those are the tangible things i can measure that that means i'm improving as a streamer yep but you know for someone who creates content all the time you know that's not necessarily the only stuff nope yeah <laughs> um 
And yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really t played around with some of the onboarding for Twitch today. Like, I hope some of it's included some of this learning, but like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's that. Yeah, that's the 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 particular detail there about streamers don't necessarily know what they want is really really interesting. When I, when I when I think about things in that frame of reference, is it's one of the things that stands out to me immediately is streamers want discoverability, but then how do you want to get discovered uh, in any way that doesn't impact my channel? I I I don't want you to to share anything from my channel that that is going to promote another streamer. I don't want any of that, but I want the benefits. And I, I forget who said this recently, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, streamers want the benefits of discoverability without having to give anything in exchange. And that's a really interesting thing to think of is that how do you find the solution to that? Uh, <laughs> how do you create a, a product that you don't contribute to that you get the benefits of? And, and, and so if you think about that in a lot of different things in terms of ads in terms of of subs in terms of of bits and and all these different things that are related to twitch's financial success as well as yours uh how do you get the benefit of without having any drawback i don't know how you do that i don't know how you do that and i don't know how you had that conversation either yeah i mean you know to be honest i, I will say like from the perspective from you know Bobby and I have a lot of philosophical conversations when we <laughs> okay. work at Twitch together. And one of the conversations we had as far back as 2018 was the idea of like, you know, machine learning, content discovery, you know, huge discoverability algorithms. And one of the things that we went back and forth with was if you create an engine that's so powerful of content discovery and matching, mm -hmm. I think the thing you sacrifice is community. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing you sacrifice is the closeness of different people to each other, right? Like right now, right? I think there are probably plenty of partners that can tell you stories about how a big raid helped them, how collaborating with another streamer helped them, mm -hmm. how doing all of this other stuff really helped grow their channel. And like, you know, in my mind, I have this theory about Twitch where it's like, all right, you know what? I come to Zach's channel, like out of a, from a scale of like zero to a hundred, you know, how much do I match with Zach? And maybe at like 30, I'm willing to follow. Maybe at 50, I'm willing to sub. Maybe at 70, I'm willing to sub gift. 80, I'm tier three, you know, whatever, right? There, there's like a scale. And if you come to, like, say you come to my channel and I, I produce the same content as Zach. I don't, I don't, I'm not True. Competing. You're doing a lot um, of trivia over there. But for some reason, you like me more than Zach. And you're a, you're a 63 with Zach, which is still enough to get him a sub but you're a 73 with me, Ooh, right? You two. probably want to stick around longer in my channel. And Twitch, in my mind, is incentivized to make better matches. Is the longer you stay around, the longer, the more likely you are maybe to pay and to contribute and, and to build into that ecosystem, but also the less likely you are to leave. And mm. that's actually like a really great outcome. But from a pure like algorithmic standpoint, like because no one knows there's a connection between me and Zach, like, you don't you don't get the same amount of hooks right into you know into your kind of like emotional like con community based you know like thing i i made a you know this blew up in the x twitch slack but i like i made a fairly controversial tweet according to former twitch staff about how i don't think twitch has built a good community growth product in you know a number of years and i think this is like exactly the point it's like 
we built products for communities and mm-hmm. there are a ton of mod tools that are great. We've done a lot of improvements, but like none of them have focused around the idea of how do you build a community, right? right? It kind of just happens. And I think, you know, you, Devin, like all sorts of, you know, pundits will say like, Hey, you need to be on YouTube. You need to do this. Why? Cause you need a community. Yep. You can't just get eyeballs. You have to have a community that, you know, supports you and wants to contribute financially. And so, that's actually like one of the things I think about a lot when it comes to discoverability is like, can discoverability create community? Hmm. Um, and would it be better if Twitch was TikTok? Uh, I'd argue probably <laughs> not, you know? Um, but I'd, I'd also probably argue if Twitch was TikTok, Twitch would just be TikTok. Oh yeah, Twitch for wouldn't sure. be Twitch and TikTok. It yeah. would just be TikTok. That's, yeah. No, that's, uh, that, that's actually really interesting in terms of... Yeah, because I mean, even... Currently, as you said, the, the the vast majority of discoverability is based upon raids, which people don't t- typically stick around for a lot of. But you have a warm lead into that often. It's like, hey, we're going to go check out my friend. Uh, they're doing this. They're a great person. Like You're actually giving that kind of warm lead that you don't get in any kind of general discoverability on YouTube or TikTok, where you're just kind of the algorithm is figuring out, hey, he likes this stuff, so he's probably an 87% match on this stuff. And I will always say that Twitch's community is absolutely better than YouTube or TikTok because there is community here. There used to be community on YouTube. I'm, I'm, I was very uh, active on YouTube and helping with channels back in like 2011, 2012. And like everybody, all the top creators on YouTube knew each other. And people would talk to each other. And, and you know, there was, of course, drama with monetization, stuff like that, of course, uh, which is very interesting to put it into the context of Twitch today, where I often say that Twitch is very much in a place that YouTube was, subtract five to ten years, uh, in terms of all kinds of things, DMCA, monetization, community, figuring itself out, mo- you know, all the issues. Uh, but But YouTube kind of doesn't have necessarily that kind of tight-knit community anymore that everybody wants to work with everybody. Uh, Twitch is, still has that for now, but I don't know that they always will. And so if they haven't, if they're, if they're not doing things internally at Twitch to kind of capitalize on currently, if, if they don't have a replacement in terms of discoverability, then if you, if you lose the one thing that really sets you apart from the other services and platforms that that deal in content creation that's when i get nervous that's when i go i don't know what your your killer feature that sets you apart from everything else uh uh, how you remain relevant at that point i mean i think my biggest argument when it comes to community on on twitch versus youtube is like you know the the thing that's i find that you know i haven't seen replicated elsewhere and i'm not saying you could build a product for this necessarily but like uh, there are streamers that I that I enjoy, and I go into chat, and I spend most of their stream interacting with the other members of their chat. Mm-hmm. Like the game's on in the background, I'm they're telling funny stories, we're yep. reacting, but like for the most part, like I'm saying hi to my friends, I'm checking in on what they're doing. You know, the streamer may or may not be reading some of this conversation. Yep, but that's what keeps it going, right? And I don't know how many times I've been in a channel when I see someone who, you know, who I know from another channel. In fact, like. As we're streaming right now, right? You had a follower, the wise fool. Um, I do. Oh. I know him from another stream. <laughs> okay. Right? And, and from my stream. And so, like, when I saw that, I, like, went and pinged him on Discord. It was like, <laughs> I saw that follow, right? Like, 
that's magical, right? And that sure. happens when you see someone's emotes and you see a name that you recognize. Yep. GDQ is happening right now. That happens a ton of time if you're in yep. GDQ chat. Um, that's really awesome. But I don't think that that's an environment that a lot of people are used to, mm-hmm. right? And because if the content matching is so good, like you just go to the next piece of content, you go to the next piece of content, and now yep. you're channel flipping, right? And I don't know anyone who's like, I was rewatching Parks and Rec, and he's like, I have 14,000 TV channels. You're not watching 14,000 TV <laughs> no. channels. You also probably don't need to stay on one channel for any extended period of time because there's probably some piece of content you want to watch elsewhere. And, yeah. and I think that's also the fear, right? Like, if you're trying to build community and content, right? One of the, you know, one of the, I'm not going to say this is not so big secret at Twitch. One of the things mm-hmm. that people care about a lot at Twitch is, you know, like going to a channel and watching them for like, you know, five, 10 minutes, right? I think if you've spent time with Twitch staff, you've, you've heard of these numbers. Yeah. And I have this personal belief that like the biggest problem you're solving for most, for the average user, the average Twitch user, the problem you are solving is when I want entertainment, there's entertainment readily available for me to watch, right? Yep. And most people who consume entertainment this way consume it on a schedule. Whether it's I just clocked in at work and I'm yep. watching the stream or I just got home from work and I'm watching the stream, that's when it's happening. And then when you get here, you don't want to have the Netflix effect, right? You don't want to have a hundred things you need to choose from. You want four or five streamers that you want to choose from, right? And to me, like when we were doing research on subs, one of the things that people would say is like, oh, I stopped subbing to them and I moved my sub somewhere else, right? And they use this term. They said moved. Mm. Why would they say that, right? It's because mentally, they're like, I, I'm going to sub to like three or four people, you know, and yep. when I don't watch this person that much, I'll go over here and then I'm going to financially support them because now I'm watching their content and I feel like I owe it to them. And that like mental shift, you know, started me down this rabbit hole of like, you don't want people following like 100 channels. No. The yeah. only people who should be following 100 channels are streamers. Or yep. looking to network, looking to learn, looking to grow, doing all yep. this other stuff. If you're a viewer, I mean, I have this problem today as a viewer. If I go to Twitch, if I got somebody, 30 channels yep. live. Yep. <laughs> what am I you click on? Yep. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when you have five and you know two of them are going to be live, that's a much smaller like problem to solve. And I yep. think like if you created, if you said, once I get people to like eight or 10 channels or 20 channels to follow, I've solved the following problem. Now I need to get them embedded and understanding the ecosystem and liking them. Like that would create a new environment, but recommendation algorithms want you to keep following and finding right. new things and following and find new things. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I, that's funny that you bring that up. I was literally talking about it yesterday saying that the retention, or at least from my observation, the retention, uh, re, uh, retention, retention, uh, rate on uh, a lot of channels seems to be like one year. Like somebody will come, they'll be like passionate about the community, they're watching the game, they're there for every stream. Mods, sometimes maybe it's a little bit longer than that. But then inevitably, at a certain point, people kind of trail off. They go, you know what, I was really into that content for a year, but then I found something else that I'm interested in because that's still doing the same thing, same jokes, same community, same memes, that kind of thing. That they move on to, to something different, something that appeals to them a little bit more. And then I was also kind of saying that it's uh, uh, it's it's remarkable for me, anyways, because I've been in a lot of communities. I've been mods in communities. I've 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 been super super active, and then I've seen myself leave communities. Uh, that a lot of the people that were here in my community two or three years ago still here today. 
and 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 I and and again, that's just me patting myself on the back and saying that we've created a a sticky stream. So we're not we don't have ten thousand people watching, but it, it it's a a group of people that regularly show up, and like not everybody's here all the time, but it's uh it's it's kind of uh, very interesting to see that kind of dynamic because I've been in streams that playing Overwatch, and you know you have three or four people who are always there, and then people who come and they're around for three months, and then you never see them again. And that's that's a really interesting thing. I mean, you put it into that that uh, that frame of reference and of uh, discoverability, and and you know you don't want to be following thirty channels or fifty channels that are live because how do you pick? Too much choice. You go to the grocery store and there's too many things, and you go, I don't know what I want. Whereas you just had three options. You go, well, I'll just grab the honey nut Cheerios. I I think it's you know, it's interesting because one of the things I don't think Twitch does a very good job at is thinking from the perspective of a viewer. Mm. To be fair, I think most streamers are really bad at this too, right? Yep. They they I'll can't agree. get into the, the mindset of a yep. of a viewer. Yep. They haven't been one for a while. Yep. And, you know, to me, this is like, so we, you know, you talk a lot about like, we, let's talk about one of the biggest pieces of advice you get when you first start on Twitch. Pick a time slot, stick to it. Yep. Come back. Yep. Keep doing it. Why is this good advice? It's not good advice because like there's some magic formula to it, right? It's good advice because if the people coming to your channel and like who like your content get off school or get off work at a certain time of day and you're always there 30 minutes afterwards, mm -hmm. they're going to come into your stream. Yep. I had a streamer who I love and you know I, I still really appreciate her, but like she has a morning stream and an afternoon stream. And I yep. always knew when they started and I knew exactly when it was. Yep. And so I'd wake up and I'd go to her stream, say hi, and then I'd get on the bus to work, right? Um, and that's why consistency is good. Yep. It's not good because you've built a pattern or there, it's not good because there's a magical time that works. It's good because viewers come back at the same time, not because you're available there at the same time. And right. so people think yep. if I'm here at the same time, they'll come and find me. This is why the myth of the 24 hour stream exists, right? Right. Like, oh, I'm going to do a 24 hour <laughs> stream. I get a bunch of new people. Those people... This is an Australian guy who's never <laughs> awake during your daytime or your stream time. Why do you think they're going to come back? And, you know, I think that's, you know, one of those viewpoints that I think a lot of people need to think about. Like one of the features I really wanted to build when I was at Twitch was like showing you a heat map of when your viewers were active on Twitch. Oh, that would be so good. You know, good. like. That'd be so good. It, it, oh, It's so hard because people are like, oh, what day of the week should I take off? What day, you know, this and that. And it's like. What if I just showed you your viewers oh. and when they were on Twitch and they would let you like time shift towards like what yeah. you wanted to do instead of like guessing based on other people and trying to navigate all this other stuff. Like, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I really think like taking that viewer mindset of like, what is the problem you're solving for the viewer and mm -hmm. how do they need these problems solved is like the best part. I mean, one of the things that we, talked about in subs is like you would habitually see people who subbed and didn't spend any time in the channel. Right. And I right. can tell you that like the number of people who sub for just emotes is not that high. It's, it's not that high. Okay. I believe uh, that. Baru only has so many subs. Yep. Rescue only has so many subs. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, it's, and, and what we would, you know, normally see is that people would leave because they felt not connected to the channel. And like one of the things I really wanted to build, uh, and and I'll 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 tell another I'll tell another story that I think is pretty safe to tell. Like, okay. you know, what I really wanted to build was like a newsletter, right? And you know, so you could set at the end of the month, 
backstream for this much time. Here were some of the top things that happened. This okay. emote was spammed this many times. Here are the top clips. You know, like, next month, Zach is playing this game. You know, comment from Zach about what game he's playing, right? <laughs> and so now, every month, at least, you would have a, a checkpoint. Where right. The, you are getting caught up to what the streamer's doing. Today, uh -huh. if I don't see you for a month, how am I supposed to catch up? Yeah. Like, maybe I see your tweets, but your tweets are what? I went live. I'm eating this food. My dog is this. This is a cute selfie of myself. Like, it's not, this is the content you missed. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, right around the time that I, I switched teams from subs to, uh, to creator experience, I was championing a product that we called it Sub Benefits Level Up. That's what I was calling it. Okay. Because uh, we're not allowed to call the product Patreon. Um <laughs> But <laughs> but basically, uh, you know, the 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 juxta, you know, the core of the product was you could put benefits into your tiers, right? Like maybe it's Discord, maybe it's other things, maybe it's you know, you sub to me for six months at tier three, I send you a T-shirt, maybe it's something like that, right? Like right. we could build the system out in place, and you know, the, th this is the lore that like no one else is going to get, right? Like, so I'm sitting in a boardroom or actually I'm in Michigan. I'm in Michigan remote because I'm teaching a class at my old business school and okay. I've got, you know, Emmett, I've got Emmett on the screen. I've got Ethan on the screen. For those of you who don't remember Ethan, Ethan Evans. You know, he, he was a even Ethan Evans, you know, very senior at Twitch. Yeah. They're both on the screen. I got my boss in there and Emmett sits and says, all right, I don't really want to do this to you, but I'm going to do it anyway. Tell me how much incremental subs revenue you think this product will bring to Twitch. And I said, oh, you know, I want to, I, I wanted to play it safe. I was playing it safe. I had no data to prove this number. Zero data. <laughs> okay. um, except for the fact that Patreon was successful. Sure. And I said 10 to 15%. Okay. And he was like, okay, okay. And uh, shortly after the, product was killed um you know we we chose not to go in that path and to this day i sit back and think what if i had told them like 30 to 40 percent yeah what if i had made up a bigger number you, you know what's yeah that's that is amazing to think about because you think about right now the current and, and again it's something that i recommend all streamers do is diversify your income in terms of how and people do it with coffee and and fan house and only fans and and uh, Patreon, uh, people are doing it. I don't know. Granted, you wouldn't do the OnlyFans thing connected, but uh, uh, the other things that you they you could see that being, hey, here's an option. You already have people into the financial ecosphere of Twitch. It's not that far of a stretch to to have them contribute more to get the benefits of Patreon. As you say, that's 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 yeah. I wish you had gone back and said 40 percent. I that is. Yeah. It's oh, so, man. it's so weird. I mean, I, you know, I think like the stuff that we learned back then, right. Cause we had done a lot of research about who was doing Patreon, who wasn't doing Patreon. Mm. Like the thing that I was most convinced by was, you know, the streamers who didn't do Patreon is cause it was hard for them to do. Right. Right. Like it was just another thing. They had to figure out what yeah. to give. They had to build it in there. It was too tough. They didn't want to manage it. And so it right. was like, Hey, if we do it for you, that's awesome. Like, and one of the things I wanted to do was like 10 year based benefits, right? You're subbed for a year, you get something special. Like I pick what it is for you, but like now that we have this, that that was one of the reasons we built the tenure system again, 
Because mm. we were like, oh, well, now I can prove that you were there for 12 months. Right. I'm not guessing anymore, right? There's no, like, overlap system that you can take advantage of. You, I know you've paid for 12 months. And so now I can give you a benefit for being paid up for 12 months. Um, wow. So, yeah. That's... The best Twitch product that never was. Oh, man. Oh, man. We get we can, we can play What If. Oh, man. That's going to be forever stuck in my brain now. Damn, that's that's such a good idea. Oh, I, I so, so this is actually going to kind of we're going to get into this uh, the sub split discussion here in a second because I think that's uh, oh great yeah absolutely oh great uh, <laughs> but like I think is about this a twenty four hour stream no we're going to what be, did I sign up for <laughs> I'm only keeping you for another half an hour promise max <laughs> and if you need to end sooner just let me know and I'll bring you back another time uh, but but no I I I I've been thinking about. All right, because I, I try to be balanced in how I think about Twitch in terms of monetization. And I, like, I recognize that they want to increase monetization and add scale. Subs don't necessarily, on their on Twitch's part, don't uh, in terms of the control that you have over it. But uh, I, I, I've, I, I just think about, you know, again, you're talking about Tier 2 and Tier 3 subs and why there's no additional benefits there. To me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And again, this is just my understanding uh, and, and I'm probably not don't have all the information on it, but I've never understood why there wasn't more reasons or like why tier two and tier three. I know you discussed it a bit, but why that wasn't beefed up to add additional value for to, if somebody's already spending five, it's not a stretch to get them to spend ten. If they're spending ten, it's not a stretch to get them to spend twenty five. Uh, you know, that's the, the the learned behavior of monetization is that once somebody subscribes once, they're going to subscribe again. Once you spend a dollar, you're going to spend five. Like it's not, it's not a, a a big shock, and so I've never really understood. I mean, I do understand, but I don't know why there wasn't more, or there hasn't been more leaning into the existing monetization of Twitch to build out a more Patreon esque uh, support the content. If you want to see a stream. On Saturday, we have to hit this goal. And granted, people do that already, but like more products that uh, kind of lean into that. And we've seen a couple of those recently in terms of sub goals and stuff like that, but it hasn't been directly, it hasn't been often or very many. And instead we get things like, hey, we're going to do paid boost test. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. That's a story I cannot tell you, no. but it would be great to tell you someday. Um, you know, I, I, Five years from I now. Think, I think... <laughs> Yeah, I think the big thing here, right, and, and you know, I, I hope this isn't a big secret, but, like, organizations are competitive. Teams yep. are competitive. Yep. There's a there's a law, it's called Conway's Law, and it basically is, like, you know, uh, essentially, like, you ship products, like, similar to the way you ship your org, you're shipping your org chart, right? Okay. Like, um, so, like, if you have organizational silos, your products get shipped in, like, our siloed products, right? Like, right. don't touch each other. And so... There was definitely a good amount of time that, um, you know, bits and subs clashing, right? And oh, man. when sub gifting came out, like, was there concern that you're going to reduce bits? Yeah, like we, you know, and like, let's think about this. Let's think about this from Twitch monetization standpoint, mm -hmm. right? Every five dollars you spend in subs, Twitch makes a ton more than every five dollars you spend in bits. Bits, yep. It's just bad. Yeah. Um, and you know that started to create these problems of like, all right. So how do we how do we do balancing, right? Mm. One of the jokes that I have is like when gifting was popular, right? Uh, and and I, I say this tongue in cheek, 
because of like what actually is happening on Twitch today. But like, sure. you know, someone was like, can we get bits gifting? <laughs> like one of the senior execs was like, okay. gifting. I'm like, the product you are trying to launch is called Twitch money laundering. <laughs> and every money launderer would be completely happy with paying a 15 to 20% Amazon tax to launder their money. Um, it's why the product doesn't exist. Thank yeah, God, because Twitch might not be here today if we did it. But, you know, like, this was the idea of, like, parody, right? Like, well, mm -hmm. gifting. we should get gifting on bits. We should do this. And so I think a lot of it was, like, again, like solving a balanced equation, right? And mm -hmm. thinking, well, how do I get the right set of things, the right set of tools, the right set of everything out? And there wasn't a lot of thought to, like, okay, well, like, what is my goal? Right. Like, is my goal to bring the most revenue here? I think like I've spent, you know, almost a year now working for someone who has spent his entire career working in mobile gaming. Okay. And I look back and I'm like, we should have been doing more of these tactics on Twitch. Sure. Would they have been like slightly more sleazy than what's there today? Right. hundred percent. Yeah. But like, would they have helped creators make more money? Yes. Yeah. Would people have felt bad about spending the money? No. No. And yep. so like, who lost there? You know, like, I, I don't think anyone loses in that scenario. And, yeah. and I think that's one of the things where it's like, yes, if the only thing you can compete on is, like, your cut, um, it's not the most competitive platform. I used to call, uh, I called uh, Patreon recurring Kickstarter, right? Okay. Because yep. no one finds Kickstarters by searching yep. Kickstarter.com. Yep. They get an ad, they, uh, you know, they get an email, they get a referral from another thing that they back yep. and now they're yep. on this email chain, <laughs> right? That, you know, or like CrowdOx and all this stuff, right? And Patreon is just another version of that. You can't, you don't find Patreons, you don't search for them. Yep. You find one person, you back in and eventually, you, you know, so it's just a service platform where Twitch did help you with all of those other things, which True. is why most people are willing to take that cut. But if Twitch doesn't help you with it, and it's just a place for you to be live and providing a video platform service, then of course the natural inclination is like, let me get people here yep. and create a Patreon and create yep. a fancy and create a, you know, all this other stuff. Right. Yep. Like, so yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, yeah. Well, I mean that, that, that's actually a pretty good lead into in, in the sense that uh, one of the things that we've noted recently in uh, media, we were reading an article about uh, from, as as I uh, affectionately call him, Mikey Minty, VP of Monetization. He was talking about how Twitch doesn't view itself as a platform, but a service. And I've really kind of hooked into that because I think that's a really important thing to recognize if you are a streamer on Twitch, is that uh, if, if this isn't, a, and I think the definition or my personal belief is that a definition between a platform and a service is a platform is something you can build a career on, whereas a service is something that you use as a tool as part of your career. And so it's kind of what you're saying here about it, uh, about it being a, a something that you stream on. Um, and then previously taking all of the perks or, or assisting you with the perks. And that's justifies the cut and such like, uh, and such. Uh, so w which kind of brings us to the discussion now where streamers are, there's, a post that uh, in in the user voice, a place where streamers can uh, make suggestions of things that they want and upvote them. That is uh, actually submitted by Salty uh, and uh, in collaboration with El Rose. And um, 
uh, where they want uh, where where streamers and, and this is an understandable thing. Who would be against this? Want an increased sub split to seventy thirty to be more competitive with YouTube, Facebook, other platforms, or uh, uh, Patreon is ninety percent and uh, etc. Uh, which again. I don't think any streamer is going to be like, no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't want more money from Twitch from from the sub split. So uh, naturally, it's gained a lot of support. Um, and one of the things that kind of came from that was a thread that you wrote, which uh, I think is particularly interesting because obviously you do have the experience with Twitch. You did work in subs. You did work in creator product. Uh, so your, your perspective on it was particularly interesting um, in terms of... So to, I'll, I'll summarize for you, and then if I get anything wrong, just shout at me and tell me, hey, that's wrong. But uh, essentially, top streamers are, are lost leaders. You're, it costs a lot of money to serve that video to the, the, the 10, 20, 50, 100,000 people that are watching XQC uh, uh, watch MasterChef. Uh, and then as you kind of go down that list and you get into your mid-tier streamers, the 100 to 500 viewers, those ones make up the difference because you have a lot more people who are subscribed than are currently watching. And then down at the bottom where the 98% of streamers are, uh, you are kind of breaking even potentially uh, from uh, through ads and through whatever uh, small amount of subs that you actually get. And obviously that was pretty interesting in terms of hearing it from you. Um, is there anything that you, because I know that Devin Nash responded to you, is there anything that when you wrote that, that you wish you had gone back and worded differently or said differently or, you know, does it all kind of still resonate uh, completely? I, no, it's the only, the only thing is the exact same thing I posted the next day in response to like Devin's tweets at me, which was like, I'm not justifying the system, yeah, right? Like, I don't think it's necessarily the right system for Twitch to have, but mathematically this is how it works out, right right and you know and there's a lot of follow-ups where it was like people who were like oh well then like why does twitch funnel people to big streamers and why does mm. it do that so like in my mind no i wouldn't have changed it because like what i really wanted to do is i wanted people to think about it yep. right i i'll just be totally honest i was really sick of people <laughs> hashtag subsplit hashtag subsplit yeah under this, th you know, you you tweeted, you got a lot, but but what about hashtag subsplit? I'm like, I hope you guys understand that tweeting hashtag subsplit doesn't change this. Right. It does not change this at all. Like, you know, and it's a it's a it's like a logical fallacy because if you if you Zach tweets hashtag subsplit every day for the rest of your life, and right. one day they change it, you can say. That was me. I tweeted <laughs> enough days that they changed it. The reality is that's not how it works, right? Right. So I, I, I wouldn't have changed that. I think, right. like, you know, were there a better way for me to convey, like, the full amount of information that I was trying to imply there? Yeah. Like, that might have been great. But I think the reality is, like, I appreciated, like, all of the retweets, which were like, hey, just go read this thing and Here's think a perspective, about it. Yeah. Right? That's what I wanted people yep. to do. I didn't want people to read my thread and say like, this is right and this is wrong because right. I didn't say those things. Yeah. No, I, by the way, I'm, I'm actually, I completely, to me, I read that and I was like, this makes complete sense. This is, this is to me, uh, I, again, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like sub split is, is kind of an ace in the pocket that Twitch can one day play if things get bad. If it does, 
But granted, they're going to have to make up the money in other ways, such as through ads or other monetization products that currently I don't, I'm not aware of, uh, that may be down the pipeline. Uh, but I, I, you know, so to me, like I, I, and I've said this, I said this on the stream. I think that partners should probably get a 70, 30 split due to the nature that they are partnered with the platform. Uh, so, so to me, I kind of feel like while the discussion about it is good, I don't necessarily think that Twitch is going to change that subsplit anytime soon unless, again, as I said, there's an ace in the hole that they can pull out and say, hey, you know what? Don't go to YouTube. They've figured all, out everything else out, but guess what? Now we're 70-30. There's no reason to go over there. The sub, the, there's no difference. It's you're, come, Stay here. Stay here. It's, uh, it, it, it's kind of a, a, a backup. Uh, but what I yeah. do think that the conversation around it is good is that it is encouraging people to a think about Twitch a little bit differently, and b hopefully encourage them to diversify how they make money. I think that's the biggest one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think one thing that you mentioned, and, and you know, I I'm not going to be an alarmist because I don't know anything more than you guys know about this at this point. I've been away from Twitch for a year, mm -hmm. but like, there's not only one direction subsplit can go. Sure. Right, like <laughs> you, it can go in the opposite sure. direction. You know? like, yeah, um, you know, and you probably need to ask yourself if it goes in the other direction. Like, what does Twitch actually lose? Mm -hmm. um, sure, sure. Some people will leave, but like, math works out. But like the 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 point I want to bring up is like back when Shroud and Ninja moved to Mixer, mm -hmm. and Facebook got toast. And yep. all of this stuff was happening. I was 100% convinced that Facebook's strategy, and maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, was going to be, let me force Twitch to give up exclusivity or put a price mm. on exclusivity. Because the Facebook contracts were not exclusive to content. Right. They were exclusive to gaming, gaming. content. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of people like that I know, and I'm, I don't know Toast, so I'm not going to say that, but like who were offered that contract and came to Twitch and said, maybe you leave my check mark. Yeah. Maybe you let me have my emotes. Maybe I can have my cake and eat it too. And Twitch was like, no, you should decide. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, but I, I was like, sure, that was going to happen. And like to mm. me, I think, you know, if I, if I'm, if I'm going to take, make a hot take on this, I think like, I think maybe that is worth the price of exclusivity, right? 70-30, like, yeah. And I know, yeah, I know today that's not how Twitch contract is written, so right. never, they don't ever have to give it to you for this. Right. But, like, I think it would be fair to say, like, hey, here's the split that you get, and here's the split that you get if there's a lock-in on this type of content. Yeah. Or this type of modernization. Or, you know, better yet. And here, so the reason I was so passionate about this topic is... I spent actually a lot of time thinking about this. One of the things that I did on the, you know, creator experience team, like, you know, right around when the dashboard launched and I was looking for other things to work on was this idea of like, what does it take to be full time? Mm. And the question being, should Twitch have more full time streamers? Is that good for Twitch? Interesting. We don't have an answer. There, there was, I did not have a good answer, but in a lot of the conversations I had, there's almost no, none of those streamers, um, and I will include, like, I think Alinity was in the pool when I was interviewing her at that okay. time. Like, all of them had some other form of help. Right. It wasn't 
zero to hundred. I didn't just one day decide to flip over, right? It was, I had like enough roommates and I was living someplace cheap. It's my wife had a job. It's my parents were doing this. I had some money from disability. I had student loans that I hadn't used to pay my tuition. (laughs) Um, Something to carry me over into this thing, right? And then they found success and they built on that success and kept going. And I remember being like, cool, like what if we, what if we had a once in your lifetime program that was like, you make partner, you get six months where you get, you know, 90-10 subsplit, 100-0, you know, you get a bigger subsplit, and the entire goal is that you are going to use that time to try to make it full-time, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. we're doing it. You're going to, there's a minimum amount of time you need to stream on the platform. It's like an incubator. Like you're attempting to go full-time. Yeah. And... You know, at the end of that time, if it doesn't work out, like it doesn't work out, like we, we're not, mm. we're not carrying on the program after the six months, right? So one time, like six month period or whatever month period that you get that benefit, right? And to me, that was, again, a way of making it fair because a lot of yeah. people point out, and I think it's a very fair statement when it comes to subs, that like early on, subs are more helpful, that yep. they are something that's better for you and yep. more solidifies your thing. Later on, you know, you've got other avenues of, of, you know, revenue that isn't just subs. And so, like, what would it look like if we had this kind of program? What would it look like if the first 1,000 subs a month were 70-30 and the next 5,000 were, you know, 60-40? And then once you got above 5,000, it was 50-50 no matter what, which rightfully so kind Mm -hmm. of disincentivizes, like, you going to, like, super big streamers. But, like which is why it will never happen. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, what is, you know, what is the goal of this? Are yeah. we trying to cultivate and grow streamers into, like, long-term content things on the platform, right? Like, at the end of the day, Netflix shelled out a ton of money before they ever knew that their platform was going to be successful in the way it is today. And they yep. made that bet on content creators. And I argue this, potentially unpopular hot take, Quibi had good content. Everything else about Quibi sucked. The content was good, and they paid good people to make this content, right? And so, like, investing in content tends to be a winning strategy today. And yeah. Which doesn't oh, yeah. want to do that. And if Twitch is a service and not a platform, of course it doesn't want to do that. Right. Um, right. But that's where I would really love, like, to yeah. see some consideration and thought process is, like, are we trying to incubate the next generation of live streamers on Twitch? Are we trying to you know, support people who early who are early on in their process. Like, I think, you know, again, a controversial statement. I think there are probably people today who can survive just being affiliates their entire sure. lives and never yep. make partner. Yep. Um, you know, if the right confluence of events happens, like, is that a good thing? Right? Like, yeah, I would, it probably is. But like, how do you build that other than like giving them a platform to stream on? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wish I wish Twitch would think in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's that, that's particularly interesting when you see TikTok and YouTube Shorts having these massive creator funds to try to incubate that kind of content and encourage its its creation and development. To hear that, I mean, it's actually funny that you that this whole idea is kind of like incubating new streamers. Uh, that's <laughs> that's how Twitch got its start with Y Combinator. They uh, Emma Shear was literally tweeting about it the other day that they got like seven thousand dollars per founder when they became uh, when they got accepted into Y Combinator. Now Y Combinator is five hundred thousand dollars for 
for uh, uh, accepted uh, businesses. So that's really, really interesting to think about it that way in terms of, because you could, you, I'm, I mean, if you had a good sub split for six months, you could probably like that, that is a good defining time. Once you hit partner, that's a good defining time. You're, you're on a career trajectory that is going upwards. People are excited about you. you you've got a lot in front of you. Uh, that maybe having that six months to really sink your teeth in, go full time, nonstop, uh, and, and you know, creating content on on YouTube, creating content on TikTok to, that supports that. Is that the thing that takes you to the next step that then can you know increase your sub split, increase your, your 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 bits earned, that kind of thing that'll sustain you if that once that sub split goes back down to a smaller amount. Really interesting, really interesting thought. But yeah, as, as you say, if or as as I say, if it's a service, Zoom is a service. Zoom is not there to figure out how to make your meetings go better. They're just trying to facilitate the meeting. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. Uh, Sam, I should probably let you go here. We've been talking for quite a while. You, I think you just <laughs> you've you've got a dog that maybe needs to or two dogs that need, need to go for a walk. Uh, but is there anything oh, else that you want to want to throw in here? No, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, this has been great. I really hope that, you know, more people kind of consume this content and understand, you know, what's going on and, and how they can position themselves. I think there's a lot more to talk about and think about Definitely. this economy. Um, you know, um, yeah, I, I, like I said before, like happy to come back and talk about more stuff. You're coming I, back. You know, I'll give you a little <laughs> bit of a teaser today. Like, um, oh, here we go. The people who are making fun of that guy for suggesting that Twitch should pay for vacation time. Let me just say, I might have spent a good amount of some of my days working on that project. Um, it's what? maybe not as crazy as you think. Um, <laughs> I mean, like we know that there's. Well, okay, now you've just ruined everything. Like, uh, Sam, you've ooh, ruined everything. No. Your credibility's gone. Spoilers. It's <laughs> I mean, I, I, I will say, like, Twitch looking at itself as a service as a pla versus a platform. To me, sounds like a big change. Yeah, it sounds like a. I don't think we. I don't think like I don't think Mike would have said those words when I was at Twitch. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that is the change and the shift. And I'm not saying that they could still happen, but right. Like you know, there there's definitely a period of time where there was this thought about like how do we invest in these people, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I don't I don't know what it's going to end up being, and and you know, but we'll we'll have to save that for so. another time. <laughs> Sam, I, I very much appreciate you coming on. Uh, where can people follow you? How can people follow you? What do you want uh, to promote here? Guys, listen to him and then do what he says. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm streaming twitch.tv at slash DJ Fluffkins. I am on Twitter at slash DJ Fluffkins. I'm, uh, you know, I think we've talked about this in the past. I'm actually, you know, going to try to work on my own interview podcast uh, where I talk to streamers uh, and, and talk to content creators of all sorts about, you know, what it takes to kind of succeed and do what they do. And, um, yeah, I mean, and I'll probably be in chat. <laughs> Something <laughs> perfect. Crazy breaks on Twitter. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Sam. Uh, uh this was a, a really great conversation and, uh, I think, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of value from your stories, from from your experience, and you know your your thread does not capture that that thread alone. There's so much knowledge that you have that, yeah, as I said, you have to come back. Like it's 
there's just so many things that I want to ask you about, but I also don't want to take, I don't want to make this a 12 hour stream. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna sub to Zach's Patreon, maybe there'll be a QA for Patreons oh, next time. Oh shit. Uh oh, there you go, guys. There you go. So if you have questions and you're a sub Do I have to create content for you? Come on. <laughs> Evidently. Man. Hey, look, this is it. This is this is him in action. He's doing it. He's doing it right now. Uh but yeah, uh for anybody who is again. Yeah, I said this at the beginning of the stream, but uh, thank you all for listening to the stream. If you're listening on Spotify right now, support the Patreon if you want to watch the live VOD. Uh, and come check out uh, the stream, twitch.tv slash ZachBussy, or on youtube.com slash ZachBussy, depending on where these might be. But I do stream daily at 5 o'clock Eastern, that time zone, or, or that time uh, frame, uh, where we talk about Twitch news of the day, things that are happening in the streamerverse, creativeverse. And, uh, and, and yeah, so uh, uh, thank you so much. If you're on a platform that you can rate and review this, please go ahead and do so right now. And, uh, yeah, all right. Wrap it up there. Sam, see you later, man. Yeah.